Hey all you Coruscant Nightcrawlers. Last week we released all of the music from DJ Mystique's episodes as an album, Coruscant's Got Talent, live from Joe Forth's. I thought it was fitting, based on what that story was about, to take any money from those sales and make a donation with it. So far we've raised $40 for Columbus, Ohio's Black, Queer, and Intersectional Collective. You want to help out a great organization and get your hands on some of Coruscant Nights tunes? Check our show notes for a link. Previously on Coruscant Nights. My name is Dr. Sanlev, Seliar Sanlev. I work upstairs, but when I heard that you were installing, I made sure to take the time to come down and just to let you know of my appreciation. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Good to know that my work is appreciated. I hope this isn't too upfront, but I think I have a job for you. Uh, a commission. You are a former Jedi, is that correct? Yes, I was a Jedi Padawan. Have you ever attempted to work the Force into your artwork? Is that something that can be done? I... it is not something I have ever been taught about. It is something that I have wondered myself, but I am not... I tried, I do not know how well it has worked. I need a sculpture. It can be anything you want, but it must include this. And he opens up a little box, and inside it is a small crystal. It's maybe an inch, inch and a half long, and it is white. Would I sense anything coming off of it? You feel the dark side radiating from this thing. It may be a kyber crystal, but you're not quite sure. Three sixes, one advantage, and a despair. And a despair. Cool. <laughs> what kind um, of roll is that? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I think. I think it's pretty evident what that despair is. You just took a bunch of money from this guy, and as you walk out the door, you take a quick look at the art on the walls and on the pedestals. There's a lot of Sith stuff in here. Ancient, ancient dark side things. Doing the right thing isn't always easy, and sometimes it comes back to haunt you. She takes a deep breath because meditation isn't exactly something she's done in a proper sense since she left the order. Mm -hmm. So she's a little out of practice. Yeah. And then she crosses her knees, takes the crystal out of the box, and holds it as she starts to open herself to the force. I think lately there have been probably a lot of distractions for Anames. What are the things that she's trying to push out of her mind? Cammy's and Felza's antics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Various projects that she's either currently working on or has sketched as ideas that she wants to work on. It and at this point now, there's just the worries about what is going on with this doctor. Something's weird. Mm -hmm. You try to push those things out of your mind. Let's do a discipline check. You can add your force die. But I think I'd like to... I'll make it average, but with a setback for um, each of those things that's sort of bothering you. So two setbacks. 
two success and two light side. Okay. Okay. So with the success and the light side, I think what's what's it like? Do you, do you sort of like fall into just a deep meditation or sort of a trance-like state or something as you're you're trance- sitting I'd there? Trance-like state and just yeah, communing with the force in a way she has not in, communed with it in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting aspects of um, training with Master Jiva and seeing the the universe through his sort of multiple points of view is that maybe you've sort of um, almost tried to figure out a uh, not like a way to give yourself multiple minds, but a way to car- compartmentalize in a similar way that to, to the way he does it. And I think you you set those bits and pieces in their little boxes and you put them away and you focus on that crystal. And as you focus, your mind, your force, your feelings reach out to it. And you can tell from your experience that it is Kyber. And it is old. It's very, very, very old. It is old, and it has a long history. And as you reach further, you you sense the the beings that it was connected to uh, through the Force. You sense a a Jedi thousands of years ago who wielded a blade that contained this crystal, and you can sense years and years and years later almost recent maybe within the past decade somebody dark used this crystal and they had an odd connection to it it's like they were similar it's like they experienced the universe almost like a kyber crystal and as you pull yourself out of this trance the crystal in your hands is glowing and it's it's glowing in a like a a dim blue color and out the window the um, from from far far above you can see that the night has passed and it is morning (laughs) (laughs) well i think these things kind of take time i i I think i think reaching out and and um trying to figure out what is happening with this crystal and what what you can do to make it not corrupt not um, tainted anymore it, it would take time and energy and I, I think the morning has come and you don't feel the dark from this thing anymore she as she opens her eyes she looks down at the crystal and just whispers well hello there you don't get a response, but it sort of shines in in the force. It's it's got a brightness in your mind that used to be darkness. And she is now going to pull out a data pad that she can doodle on, because mm-hmm. she's starting to get a general feel for what statue this should go in. Okay. So you spend the morning doing Drawing. some sketches? Yeah. Yes, yes. 
what does what does your sort of uh, culmination of your ideas end up looking like? She's drawing on the inspiration of the crystal's first owner. Mm-hmm. Since she was given the option to do whatever she wants, mm-hmm. she is sketching out a Jedi of old. Okay. Do you want uh, to tell me what they look like? Do you think you would have gotten that far of a glimpse of them? I'm not sure if she would have gotten a glimpse of what the original Jedi necessarily looked like. Yeah, maybe not physically. Not Yeah, not physically. I think it would have been more of a sense of the kind of person that they were. Okay. So she is drawing a warrior. Mm-hmm. Clearly a Jedi. Mm-hmm. But not... She's not drawing someone that look a warrior that looks like he's just going out and looking for someone to conquer so much as he's he's in more of a protective stance. Mm-hmm. She might even be sketching that you know just little hints of maybe there's somebody in the statue behind him. Hmm. Interesting. And um, knowing from experience as. That is what I do when I'm not podcasting. These things take time. Yes. Uh, how much time do you think she would spend of her oh, she, morning she pro- or day? She'd probably spend at least the entire morning on this. Yeah. And she's also drawn notes on there that the kyber crystal is meant to go where his heart would be. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so she spends the morning drawing, and then in the afternoon, maybe heads to the studio? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know what sort of material she would use to make this? She hasn't even gotten up to that. She's actually going yeah. to start picking out what kind of materials she wants to make it with. Okay. Pro- she's probably going to pick multiple. There's probably going to be some kind of a stone that she uses for the body. Mm-hmm. And then a, possibly even a couple different metals that she incorporates for clothing and accessories cool so she heads to the the studio um she can hear felzo's wheel going in the uh studio next door there's uh also actually um an art supply store uh pretty close to where the studio is she might not be able to get the metal but um maybe she needs to go to a scrapyard for that i don't know but she can begin working on it if she wants to. She's going to start with a small scale model. Okay. Maybe you would go to Felzo and borrow some clay. Probably. Okay. Um, hey, Felzo, do you have any clay that you don't need? Uh, yeah, I got some, some bad stuff. You want some bad stuff? That works. I just need to do a small-scale model of my pro- newest project. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, how'd that go yesterday? Um, well, I got the commission. Cool. Cool. What are you making? Um, well, I have some ideas. Um, and she pulls out her data pad and shows him what she's thinking. What do you think? You flip through the images... And um, knowing knowing Felzo, his stuff's less representational than yours, and so his approval is usually like, eh, yeah, that's 
that's cool, I guess. Uh, I think he he doesn't appreciate representational art like some people do. <laughs> like, yeah, I can I can see that working. Um, you might try. Do you mind? Go ahead. And he sort of just makes maybe he makes a copy of your drawing and and does a little thing on top of it. Maybe just try this here. And I think maybe he does something to sort of emphasize that that shadow behind it in in a way that makes it pop out a little bit more. Oh, that is brilliant. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Thank you. Are you, are you telling the truth? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because she is now thinking of, oh, what if I put some young children in that shadow? <laughs> Using it as in the sense of like the shadow of a shade tree rather than a shadow of an intimidating building. Uh huh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, uh, that's kind of a cool way to go. Give it a try. I mean, that's why you're making the making the practice one, right? Exactly. I'd rather make it on yeah a practice one with small small practice one with bad clay, and figure out that something needs to change then put all the stone and metal in place and realize that something isn't quite right. Yeah, cool. He he offers you the, the clay. It's uh, in a bin off to the side. It's it's not the best. It's it's too sandy. I think the the latest shipment they got down in the stores from like Tatooine or something. It's no good. Uh, but I mean it should be good for practice stuff. I'm gonna have to go out and get some new stuff later. She rolls her eyes and says, Who goes to Tatooine for clay? Yeah, they don't I mean, have water there. Right. It's basically just dirt with sand in it. She just <laughs> shakes her head as she picks it up and goes back to her studio. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one thing that Tatooine can export probably is dirt. <laughs> And sandstone. <laughs> and sandstone. So you start sculpting. Yes. Do we want? Do we want to do a do a check? Probably. Um, question is, which skill would that be? Great question. We might need to modify our rules a little bit. <laughs> so I feel like it would be tied to your intellect. Makes sense. Um. From there, it could be if it's your if you're going for an accurate depiction of um, a Jedi from ancient days, it could be lore, it could be education. Um, if you are doing it to, I mean, you are doing it as sort of a preliminary one. Mm -hmm. It could be perception to figure out the things that you need to successfully create a finished piece. I like that idea. Okay. Perception with intellect? Yes. And then I have alchemical arts. Yeah, you arts. have things. I have things, yes. So, yeah, I am going to use my alchemical arts on this. Mm-hmm. And what am I rolling against? I think it's small. We're going to make it average. We're going to add a setback because your materials are garbage. And I am going to spend two strain to get a light side point. You can also add your force die with transmogrify, right? Yes, I can. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I'm still definitely spending that two strain to add a light side point because okay. what I got was a failure and a light side point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that equals all canceled out, right? And then I add a, and take then you the add two a light strain side point. to, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what does it look like? Does it look good? Does it look like what you imagine it should look like when it's big? It it looks like a very rough version of what I was imagining. Mm-hmm. And she look, but looks at it and she's like, okay, that's... Okay, that, that works, but that over there, it needs something more. Mm-hmm. And she looks at it like, no, no. He needs to have his lightsaber drawn. It, every, but, every once in a while, I think uh, Felzo pops in and do you, do you need me to you, do you need me to fire that? Uh, not quite yet. I think he pops in a couple times <laughs> and asks that. And he, the last time he pops in, she's actually adding more water to the clay because mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so sandy and it's actually kind of dry Mm -hmm. and then she goes rummaging around for a some paint and a small piece of rock that she cuts to look like a small scale version of the crystal Mm -hmm. and I think overall it looks pretty good and it looks like it gives you a good idea of the bits and pieces that you'll need to, to get to actually make the final thing at that point, she then takes it over and says, hey, to Felzo's studio, and goes, hey, can you fire this for me? I can try. I want to do a check for Felzo to see if he does a good job of firing it. <laughs> Especially because it has something in it that's not normally meant to be fired. Uh-huh. And you don't have any, like, advantages or anything to pass on to him. Mm-mm. There's always a chance it might explode. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> that happens. Well, it didn't explode. <laughs> I'm We've worried. Got two threats, a, f- a failure, and a triumph. So, with the failure, I don't think it fired very well. I think it uh, may have fallen apart a little bit um, with those threats. But the the dry, sandy clay just didn't do the trick. I'm going to use the triumph then to say that while it fell apart, the pieces are still in a visibly recognizable shape. Mm-hmm. So she can glue it back together. Yep. Yep. So you just use some adhesive and, and get mm-hmm. it put back together. Not perfectly, but close enough. Yes. To be a good maquette for the final piece. Yes. And I think we can do the final piece. We should do a roll, but... Um, I think it, it it'll probably take you some time, but maybe we could do a couple little montage scenes of of how well it works. Yeah, I was gonna say it probably takes several days at least. It definitely would. Yeah. So what does she do on the first day? The first day, she's picking out the stone, and at this point, she's just doing a rough shape of the night. Okay. So on the first day, you get all the the stone that you need mm-hmm. for the body. Yes. Right? Okay. And then on the second day? The second day she is when she starts actually carving detail. Like, she carves his face out. She carves his hair. Okay. 
What sort of tools are you using? Um, Stone's not particularly easy to carve. I imagine it would be slightly easier in Star Wars than it is in yeah, our world. So their equivalent, the Star Wars equivalent of like the, essentially a sculptor's set of chisels. Uh-huh. Except they're like energy chisels. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And probably have some level of vibration to it to make them a little more effective. Uh, uh-huh. Cool. All right, so you, you get some of the definition. Yeah. She's carving out his hands and making it... Basically, she's carving them out so that she can actually create, essentially, a lightsaber hilt that she can he have him hold. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole time, she's going back and double-checking, okay, does the shadow work? Is the shadow big enough mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to do what I want it to do? Does it convey the meaning that you... Yeah are intending uh, yeah she's got light set up so they hit exactly where the ang- from the angle she wants it the light to hit so it- uh-huh i think we before we go too much further we should do the roll all right what do the official alchemical rules say well for alchemical arts it's a fourth talent after making a crafting check create a potion or talisman i'm assuming this would be considered a talisman Mm -hmm. despite its size the character may choose to suffer strain no greater than twice the ranks in alchemical arts for every two strain they may add one light side or dark side point to the results of course using the dark side adding dark side point can get conflict and then there's transmogrify that you can add a force dice no greater than the force rating to the check and may spend a force point to add an advantage may spend two force points to add a success are you, as you're working on this, are you thinking about what Dr. Sanlev said to you about sort of channeling the force into this? Yes, definitely. Okay. Is there anything you're thinking uh, about in particular? She's thinking about the fact that he's got all this, all these Sith-related artworks. She, she's, he's got that sword. She's definitely putting thoughts of protection, like weaving in an intent to protect into okay. this. And she's also reaching out periodically to the Kyber Crystal. Okay. Just so, with the intent of like, I want you involved in this. I, you know, can you help me? I want, there's somebody, you're, it seems like there's somebody needs to be protected. I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult than the traditional protective amulet because it is larger. It's a little bit more complicated. So it's going to be a, a discipline or lore check for you. And... We already know which of those I'm using because uh-huh. one I have good and the other's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and let's let's make it hard. Let's make it three purples. Okay. Um, you can have a boost for sort of calling out to the kyber crystal as you're building and making so that would be my lore three purple the forest die okay um yeah definitely spending a well actually no i don't need to um because yes that's zero successes and a threat but i also got two light side okay so that's Two successes. Yes. Or success and an advantage. Yes. I'm going to say so, two successes. Okay. And a threat. And a threat. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got your threat all set. What's the oh next boy. day look like? The next day, she's 
actually going into it was starting to work with metal mm-hmm. so she's using like some silver some gold she is working you know doing she is making like the lightsaber hilt and the lightsaber blade separately she's doing accents on his clothes she's doing shoes and so forth i think metal might be cammy's specialty too so in that case yeah she's probably poking over to cammy and periodically trying to you know mind meld (laughs) (laughs) for lack of a better term cammy makes elaborate wearable art it's you wouldn't call it jewelry because it's like it tends to be massive complete outfits things that cover arms and legs and headdresses and all sorts of wild stuff i think cammy also might she she's got a double size studio that she shares with somebody else but that other person is like never there <laughs> nice mhm so her her place is um it's all like mannequins with with crazy outfits on <laughs> so she could definitely help you out with with tools or advice on crafting with metals yeah that's definitely happening and this is also going to be the day that she makes the setting for the kyber crystal mm-hmm. because that is going to be part of the chest armor cammy offers some help she sets jewels every once in a while so she can help you bend the metal while you hold the crystal or or uh, vice versa. Cammy is a human, just a little bit taller than you. She's got dyed sort of orange hair. It is probably, yeah, I mean, she's definitely, especially today, she's definitely very much focusing on the force in this, but at the same time, there's definitely some elements of just two friends joking around as they work. Mm-hmm. And this is the day she starts pulling out some a different color of stone. Mm-hmm. And this is where she's going to make the children that she wants to set in the shadow. Mm-hmm. The nice shadow. And they're definitely not the same species as the Jedi Knight. And at this point, the sculpture itself has become large enough that you've got to take it outside the studio. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a there's a big there's a big open space outside your studio that sometimes people doing large scale things move their work into. Um, but yeah, if you continued to work in your studio, you would not be able to fit it through the door. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's you know, she's not doing going for life size. She's going for if we're talking about say a Wookiee, we're talking about double the mm-hmm. size of the Wookiee or at least one and a half to two. Oh, so very That's, big. Yes. Okay. She's thinking something, you know, this is something that it's going to be like a centerpiece. Okay. Type. So what, it, the day that you move it out into the larger space, what, uh, what sort of work are you doing? Well, at that point, sh- there's a lot of assembling because there's a bunch of stuff that's been done in pieces just because that way mm-hmm. she can get it done and then move it out. She, it's not always very practical to get stone that big. Right. And then she does, like, the children, she does them, each of them, separately. All right. A little more time passes. How long do you think the sculpture would take? Something like that, that's that big, would be probably more than a week. Probably. I'd say, yeah, easily a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. Would be, I mean, would be, not that I have a whole lot of experience, but <laughs> seems reasonable. How does Anamis like it? 
she is very fond of it. She actually almost doesn't want to give it up. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the crystal itself doesn't help with that. Yeah. And we see Anames, Kami, Felzo all sort of gathered around it. Felzo's there with his mud-covered arms crossed. (laughs) Kami's got her big, heavy leather apron on. Well, what do you think? I think it's pretty good. I hope I hope it's what he's looking for. I mean, he said you could do whatever you want, so how can you, he, he can't complain, right? This is true. He let me decide it completely, so if he doesn't like it, it it's very different from the rest of what he has there, but... Uh, how are you going to get it there? Um, I'll talk to my broker. Do you do anything to celebrate finishing the art? Um, she, she this whole thing ha- actually has her a little hesitant about celebrating. She's yeah. not sure that celebrating now wouldn't be celebrating too early. So you contact your broker. They put you in contact with a crater and they come and pack up your art. So they pack it up in a big crate and are going to deliver it to Sanlev's condominium. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on being there when when it gets delivered? I am because it's multiple pieces and I'm going to need to do some work to, you know, for the actual installation. Okay. So as you cross the town that day, there is a little bit more traffic than normal. You've kind of been holed up in your studio, but uh, they've been talking about the the Supreme Chancellor, after the, the battle, has decided to sort of lift the spirits of Coruscant with a, with a pod race. So a lot of the streets are blocked off and traffic's kind of bad, but eventually you're able to get to Sanlev's apartment downtown. And you see the people with the crates... The, the different parts of your sculpture have gotten there just ahead of you and are bringing them upstairs. The Twi'lek greets you as you pass and you head up to the apartment. Uh, in the apartment, you see Dr. Sonlev. You see some of the people that were sort of hanging out before. And there are large crates stacked in one corner. He greets you. He says, Hello, Anamis. I trust the work went well? It did. I enjoyed it quite a bit. May I show you the spot that I'd like you to install? Of course. He leads you through his home past the kitchen and living room, past a large bedroom with the door just cracked. A few other closed doors out onto a very large balcony. And in the center of the balcony, there is a little platform. I would assume that you would have sort of sent him the dimensions ahead of time. So he had this little platform made to the right size for your install. It would make sense to do so. Yep. Will you be needing any assistance installing today? Um, I look over at the different pieces and... Yes, I think I will. He 
looks back at the three or four people standing there, all in very nice, nice outfits. Evan, if you wouldn't mind. And some guy grumbles and walks off and comes back a couple minutes later in a slightly less out- nice outfit, who he will help you install. And, I mean, on one level, she can be very persnickety that during the install, especially with assembling things that, no, 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 not there. Yeah, there, no, yes, there. Here? Yes, there. Okay. And yet, it, it, in between being very, very precise about those things, she actually does enjoy just having a conversation in the middle of it. And... Yeah, you, you have uh, sort of a conversation with this guy, Evan. He He's one of this guy's uh, sort of hired guards, which is kind of odd considering he's a doctor. But he he helps you out with it. He, he gets things unpacked and attempts to put them in the right spots for you. I'd say maybe the, the last bit gets put together, and it is late afternoon going on evening at this point so the sun's close to setting you see and hear the cheers of crowds down below as uh, a little pack of pod racers zip by and Celiar walks onto the balcony as you are just finishing it up this is interesting it seemed appropriate for the crystal and what we talked about your attempt to infuse this piece with the force. How did that go? It it went slightly different. I don't know if it is because of the crystal or if I'm perhaps becoming a little more familiar with it. Um, I think there's a lit- at least a little bit of something to it. He gestures at one of his guys and the gesture says go check it out. The guy walks up to it and and puts his hand near the near the crystal and just around the piece. And he shakes his head. Um if you'll excuse me. Come with me, Ozum. And that guy who was just checking out the statue goes with him inside for a second and you're left out on the balcony with Evan. And you can sort of see them through the window, and this guy Ozum is is explaining something to Sailor, and Sailor doesn't look very happy. She doesn't take her eyes off them, but she does turn to slightly toward Evan and goes, "So your coworker uses the Force?" Hey, he he doesn't talk about it much, but. Yeah, he's got something. I am surprised I have not heard of him. You'd be surprised about a lot of what happens down in the lower levels. I'm sure I would. I have heard some things that uh, I have not spent much time there. Yeah, you, you're a Jedi. You were Jedi, right? I was. Yeah, you guys don't go down there much. We go when we are called there. Uh-huh. Perhaps not as often when one has a Padawan. You'd you'd be surprised. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people just kind of slip through the cracks down there. 
I thought everyone was tested at birth. I mean, everyone... There's a lot of people on Coruscant, there's a lot of people in the galaxy. I see. Selyar and Ozum come back out. Ozum standing behind them with his arms crossed. Selyar says, What have you done to my crystal? I did nothing. I simply communed with it. I did not ask you to commune with it. I needed to do so in order to do what you asked. He just kind of looks at you for a little too long. And then he goes back into his apartment. And Ozum says to you, the credits have already been transferred. You can go now. She nods and leaves. And she's definitely thinking about what just happened and what Evan said. What does the rest of the night look like? She's calling Master Jave again. Uh-huh. Because this is starting to get weirder. You get home? Is that where you're headed, or are you calling him on, on the way? Okay. Honestly, at this point, I think she may actually be going to the Jedi Temple and calling him on the way. Okay. Um, yeah, so you leave Selyar's apartment and head down to uh, the street level. Flag a cab, and as the blue cab with the um, Bothan cab driver pulls up, um, you tell him to head to the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. And you, you call up Master Jiva. Yeah, and at this point, it's more on a com link. It's not like a whole yeah. call. This is just voice, right. I think, because that's less convenient to bring with you. Anames, I'm surprised to hear from you again. You need to talk, Master. Yes, about what? It's related to what we spoke about last night. The sculpture you were working on. Yes. I am going to flip a dark side point. (laughs) I'm afraid I have been called away. Oh, um... We can speak over comms briefly, but I must leave planet very soon. I... The man who commissioned the sculptor had a employee, employee who seems to be Force-sensitive. Really? Yes. He... The patron was seemed very displeased that I was able to cleanse the crystal. So you were able to cleanse it. It was Kyber. It was Kyber. It was once in a lightsaber. This is all very interesting. Clearly... Something odd has happened. Otherwise, you would not have called me. Yes. I... I do not know. You said you are being called away. Perhaps... There is someone else at the temple who would be free? There are a small number of Jedi left at the temple. This war is close to over, but it is not over yet. Master, something feels wrong. I am not sure what to do. You may find help at the temple. Somebody there may be able to give you some advice, but I'm afraid it's bare bones at the moment. I... If I could just even get advice, I would... That would count for a lot. I do have a moment. 
what advice do you need from me? Um, this is probably going to take a roll to even see what I know about this. Because <laughs> I know the Jedi Order was aware of there being a Sith behind. Well, I mean, she would know about Dooku, so. She would know about Dooku, yeah. Yeah. I know, Master, I know that Count Dooku led the Separatists, but perhaps he's not the only one? Not the only one? You mean Sith? Yes. Be- it is possible, but I don't know. The darkness that surrounds this war clouds judgment. It clouds our senses. He, the crystal had a more recent wielder. One who thought in the same way that it can think. And the patron, he's a doctor. He has a lot of... I believe I mentioned that a lot of his artwork portrays things to do with the Sith. Yes, you did mention that. I also... I saw a sword there that I saw recently in the news. Yes, tell, tell me more. It... It was used in a kidnapping. Let's roll for this master. <laughs> okay, so I'm rolling a vigilance check for him. I'm making it hard, and I'm adding uh, a setback because the news has been suppressed. We've that that's come up before, and then a setback because there's a whole lot of stuff going on. But his vigilance is very good, so we'll see how this goes. Okay, that is uh, that's a failure, just a, a clean failure. <laughs> Not even a wash, just a failure. Yep. A sword on the news. Yes. Do you recall anything else about this kidnapping? What would I roll for that? Uh, it would be the same. It would be a hard check with two blacks for for vigilance? basically for the time passing and for the news being suppressed. Um, um, and yeah, vigilance. vigilance. So, Which you're not bad at. Not terrible. One success, one threat. Okay. Um, so thinking back on that news, it was a Gungan was kidnapped. This was maybe a, a month or so ago. And you only probably saw one story, one news story about this. Uh, Gungan was kidnapped by a, an, uh, a group, uh, sort of a religious group called the dims the dims yep um master it was it, it was there was a religious group uh the dims had kidnapped a gungan and the sword was involved somehow there was also a jedi involved in it named dash involved as in in the investigation or yeah in the operation that um found that gungan okay uh, it was Master Devok was in part of the investigation. Dash. Yes. He, the, your calm goes quiet for a couple of minutes. We haven't heard from Dash in a month. That was right around the time of the kidnapping. He was sent off world and never checked in. That is odd. This, this may go deeper than we know. I don't think I can change my orders. My platoon is is leaving shortly. You may need to investigate this on your own. Yes, Master. I can't guarantee the help 
of the Jedi Temple, but I can't see why they would not want to help one who was one of their own. And this seems like a matter they would normally care about. Normally. They are quite preoccupied at the moment. I understand, but perhaps I, they would grant me access to Master Devok's investigation records? Perhaps. I will go to the temple and ask them. Very good. May the Force be with you, Anamis. And with you, Master. And the comm clicks off. And yeah, she <laughs> continues on to the Jedi Temple. Thanks for listening to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. For more info on this show and our other podcasts, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Rill for playing on these episodes. Like the show and want to help us out? Send us a copy at ko-fi.com slash Nights. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Nights. Or leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. So last week we recorded a little thing about Donate for Destiny and how we had made like $80 so far. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, it's like, it's over a hundred now. Over a hundred? Wow. <laughs> Multiple people have said that you're the best part of Coruscant Nights, so happy to have you along for these conversations. Uh, I'm honored and also super proud of your uh, journey for destiny cause. Well, the trouble here is our one of our other favorite podcasts, Dicey Cantina, has raised a lot more money than us. Oh, those wonderful jerks. <laughs> yeah. So, Coruscant Nights is going to be recording new episodes pretty soon. With the end of the month coming up, we're looking at recording a bunch of stuff in July. And you know what that means? Sorry, that was spooky. <laughs> that means that you have the opportunity to change our destiny pools and help out kids in need. Through Donate for Destiny, we're donating to Child's Play an organization that provides toys and games for kids in tough situations. And every dollar counts for them. You can donate $4 and add a light side point to our destiny pool, or you can donate $10 and decide if our destiny pool is gonna be all light or all dark. And let me tell you, I like an all dark destiny pool. So you're giving to a good cause and also having a lot of fun and potentially screwing over Nikki Smetters multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. You just wait. It's already happened twice. Check the link in our show notes for more information on how to donate, where to donate, and to everybody who has donated so far, thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned for a trailer from From Afar, an epically good podcast that you should probably be listening to. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship, and all hey, sorts hey, of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more Or you epic. could tell him about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do I need to get time. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks.